episode 170. What's wrong with my marriage? I am. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And as always, we are excited to have you guys here with us on the number three marriage podcast in iTunes. Yes, the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. If you want to get in touch with us, call 858-876-5663. If you want to email us, you can email us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And right now, you know what I want to talk a little bit about? I want to talk about cuddling. Oh, the cuddle. Yeah. So some weeks back, we talked about cuddling and a challenge to you guys to get your cuddle on, but also a challenge for Elisa and I to get our cuddle back and get it going. And I want to say that since then, it has been going really well. And here are a couple of things I just want to hit on that have helped us. One, going to bed naked. Very helpful. Or with fewer clothes on. Yeah. I'm naked. Elise has fewer clothes on. For those of you who are going, oh, well, how am I going to do that? My kids are going to walk in, da-da-da-da-da. Guess what? Our youngest still walks in. What I do is I have my shorts right next to the bed. And when I catch her walking in, because I'll wake up, I'll just roll over. I'll put my shorts on and we're good to go. Now, that being said, we have a lock on our door. Yes. So she does not get to just walk into our room. She actually has to knock. And, we, you know, so in the time that I'm getting up to unlock the door, Tony's throwing his shorts on. Yep. So, so there's a whole timing thing there. Yep. And there's a, a door whole lock. Use the door lock, folks. Yeah. Get, get a door lock. Even if you rent a place and there is no lock, go to Home Depot, change out the door handle, put a lock on there. And then when you move out, put the old one back on. You can do it. No big deal. Secondly, I am going to tell you the bond that happens when you have that skin-to-skin, non-sexual, physical intimacy. It's awesome. It is awesome. I am just so enthused about those moments when Elisa and I just to get to cuddle up and there's that skin-on-skin touching. Mm -hmm. There's so much that happens in there in the middle of the night and I even just last night, Recall, you know, being on my side of the bed and then having rolled over and Elisa was there and and just cuddled up against her and feeling her soft, warm skin. How awesome is that? And no, you know, no sexual innuendos. No, hey, we're going to have sex now, baby. No, it's just, this is fun. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at you. (laughs) Hey, we're going to have sex now, baby. You know, and that's the thing, guys. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be earth shattering. No. You know, the changes that you bring to your marriage, the little things that you do, those are the ones that are going to have big impact, you know, and granted, I mean, we've talked about the fact that it's kind of a seasonal thing for us because in the winter, I'm not coming to bed half, half dressed. It's not happening. I, I need my warmth. Tony gives off a lot of body heat, but not enough to keep me warm all night long. But right now, it's pretty much getting warm all across the country, you know, do it. That touch. Tony's absolutely right. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, when you've got, you know, babies that are born prematurely, they do a lot with skin to skin contact because it is so good for us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the older we get. You know, we, we get older and we start hiding behind our clothes. Take the clothes off 
and get skin on skin with your spouse Mm -hmm. and watch what happens. I mean, we've only been doing this. It's probably three, four weeks now. And we sleep in an Eastern King. So our bed is very wide, but we still manage to find each other a lot more during the night than we have been in the past. Yeah. Little change, big impact. I want to just put a shout out for grapeseed oil. If you have like rough skin, you want to soften it up. Grapeseed oil. Wonderful. Random. I know, but it's, it's good stuff. If, if you're allergic to like lotions and all okay. those smelly things, you know what I mean? Right. Grapes. It's an all natural. Um, and we use it cause I've got skin sensitivity. You guys that have been listening for a while, you know that, and it, and it absorbs very quickly. So it mm-hmm. does make your skin soft and cuddly and you know, touchable. Yeah. So just a heads up, get on cuddling. We're going to go with a hug that we got recently on iTunes. Yeah, we got some good ones. You guys, you're helping out the world by putting out your reviews and your ratings on iTunes. Because when people go searching on on iTunes for marriage and they want to know who's talking about what, your comments make a difference. We got this one from SD Pete that said, thanks, it was called Building Stronger Marriages. Thanks, Tony and Lisa. I recently found your podcast linked through Twitter. So we are out on Twitter. Tony's handle is? Uh, at Tony M. DiLorenzo. And I'm at Elisa DiLorenzo. It has been a great find, and our marriage may never be the same. You not only provide great information, but you make it applicable to everyone's marriage. I also enjoy the fact that you challenge everyone along with yourself in much of the information you share. It is so refreshing to hear real stories from real people. We all go through highs and lows in marriage, but we never have to feel alone with you all as a great resource. Your website and podcast will continue to build stronger marriages. I can certainly attest to that fact. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you, SD Pete, for putting that review up there. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to be a resource for you guys. We never put anything out there that we're not going to try ourselves yeah. or that we're not going to challenge ourselves or that we haven't challenged ourselves because it's not do as I say, <laughs> it's do as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, you know, if it's making a change in our marriage, just like the cuddling thing, we know it can make a change in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And we've heard from a lot of you on the cuddling, holy underwear. There was another one, man, loved you guys coming back. I got, I was seriously getting text messages and DMS and, and just emails from you guys. And, and when I say guys, I'm talking about you guys, you the husbands. Men. Who, the husbands. who stood up and said, you know what? That was so thought provoking. I did. I went out and I just bought my own underwear and I got rid of the ratty stuff. Woohoo! So excited to hear about guys going out and getting their own underwear. Right. One less thing we have to shop for. <laughs> and that leads into this week's, this week's show. What's wrong with my marriage? I am. Many a times in our marriage... And I know in, in mine and Elisa's as well, we're constantly looking at our spouse to do everything, to take that first step, to move forward. And many a times in our marriage, it's the person that we look at and see in the mirror who needs to stand up and take the first step and make a change, just like holy underwear, just like you husbands and you wives going, you know what? Yes, I need to make this change. And yeah, it's small. Really? 
when we look at the big, the big picture of marriage, and we're talking about underwear, yeah, it's small, but you know what? It's something that you did. Mm-hmm. You went after it. You weren't looking towards your spouse to make it happen for you. You went after it. And this can be in many different areas of your marriage. For us, I want to go back many years when we were in financial crisis. You know, we were 50,000 in debt. We had collectors calling us, you know, past due bills coming in the mail. And I can remember sitting there many a times going, well, shoot, why isn't Elisa doing something about this? Why isn't she taking care of this problem? You know, I was looking for her to take the stand. I was looking for her to rectify the whole issue, even though I was, you know, part of that issue. And so it so happened that we found, and I found specifically Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. And I began to listen to Dave and his, you know, his techniques, his ideals of how to get out of debt. But it was one of those times in my marriage, in our marriage, where I had to say, I'm what's wrong with my marriage because I'm being complacent. I'm, I'm shifting blame away from me and putting it onto Elisa. And as many of you know, when it comes to finances, oh my goodness, we can get a hardened heart real quick when we start looking at our, our spouse and laying blame on them for all the issues that we've come under. Right. It's the whole, why aren't you, you know, saving more money? Why are you spending so money, so much money? Do we really need that? What are all these expenses on the bills each month? And, you know, finances are one of those areas that cause all kinds of contention in marriage. And, you know, when Tony came to me, uh, he'd been listening to Dave Ramsey for a little while and, you know, it comes, you know, he starts doing the sweaty palm thing. Um, one of these days I'm going to have to video him with the sweaty palms. So you guys know what we're talking about when we say that, but he starts moving his hands and I know he's nervous and he's like, I, I want you to listen to the show on the radio. And I'm like, Oh geez, you know what? You know, I roll my eyes and the big sigh, like what's he, you know, setting me up for now and started listening and just said, okay, you know what? If he's asking me, I mean, I ride in the car, I can turn on the radio and found that this was an answer for us. And, and, you know, obviously with Dave Ramsey's popularity, it's been an answer for thousands and thousands of people. Millions. Millions of people, you know, who have just gotten smart with their finances and said, okay, you know what? I don't need all of this, you know, credit burden hanging. And couples have worked together, but it took one. I mean, it's just, you know, we got to, actually, I want to read this email real quick because it's that plays into that whole who's taking responsibility in the marriage and that type of thing. We actually got this hug this morning that said, and it's always great to get a hug right before we go on the air. Um, it said, your podcast is so real. I love it and have recommended it to several of my friends. We listen to it daily. And if we're having a bad day, we look up which podcast would help us with what area of our marriage we're struggling in. We just wish we could get our husbands to listen in. Tony, how do we get them to do that? Thanks for all your help and all your dedication to the podcast and helping married couples with day-to-day issues. It's helped me learn what I do right, what I do wrong, and what I could use a little help on. And I love that because obviously it's written by a wife talking about her husband and wanting them to listen in. But it's also her acknowledging 
that she hears that she does some things right and there are areas that she needs to work on. Mm-hmm. She's taking responsibility for what's going on in her marriage. And I don't know, honey, what's your insight on getting the guys to listen? Hmm. I think husbands need to answer in the comments below because we got a lot of men out there and you guys are listening. I mean, I just want to say when we started this podcast years and years ago, we would look and we'd look at our demographics and see who's, who's listening. And at that time it was probably like 80% women, 20% men. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I'm not kidding you. We're probably up to like, 60% 60% women, 40% male. And, and I think that's getting even more and more husbands are listening. Well, and I'd be curious too, um, if you're a husband whose wife has shared this podcast with you or a buddy has shared this podcast with you, I'd love to know how you got interested in listening to it. Like what made you start listening to the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we do hear from a lot of spouses on both sides, husbands and wives. How do I get my spouse to listen Right. And for those of you that have had success in this, I mean, I have no choice. Tony has to sit here and talk to me once a week and vice versa and vice versa. Uh, But for those of you that have, have struggled with this and have had success, share it, share it in the comments, share it on the Facebook page, share it so that other people can hear how you did this. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I tell people all the time? I'm like, you know, if you can just play it. I mean, I had a gal yesterday at a networking event say, she just has it on and lets her husband glean what he can as he's walking by. Yeah. You know, and he hears little things and it sparked a lot of conversation in their marriage, but it's because she took responsibility first to say, you know what? I'm going to listen to the show. I'm going to start doing the little things. And sometimes it's not little. Sometimes they're big things. Like for example, if you are not taking the lead in your marriage, if you are not sharing the responsibility for initiating sex and I'm going to, I'm going to own something here. Uh, I've been very open to sex the last few weeks, but I have not always been initiating on my days. Oh, yes. I would agree. That's that's why I'm bringing it up and I'm not (laughs) waiting for you to bring it up. I would agree. Yes. Uh, My initiating's been off. My willingness still like 100%. Like I'm totally on board with it. I just haven't been initiating. But here's the thing. That is something that I can fix. And you need to. And I need to. I, I, you know, I, you guys, if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know that I kind of, it's a cyclical thing for me. And so I just need to get back on that horse. Uh, we are still having sex at least twice a week. So that hasn't dropped off, but I can change that. You can change the frequency of sex in your house. You can change whether or not you are rejecting your spouse. You can change how you're spending money. You can change if you're getting dressed up for your spouse or if you're wearing your ratty clothes all the time. You don't have to wait for them to snap at you or decide that they're going to get dressed up or decide that they're going to stop spending money. Do it first. Do it first and then see what happens in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Why do you have to wait around? Because here's what happens when you wait around and they don't move as fast as you would like them to move. You start to get resentful. You start to get cranky. You start to get snippy with them. And then it it starts this downward spiral of negativity in your house. If you would just say, you know what? I really, I mean, it can be something as silly as the garbage cans. Gosh, why do I, like, why does he always wait till the end of the day to take out the garbage cans? You know what? Take them out when you think about it. Then they're just outside. They're done. It's over. 
you don't spend six hours waiting for the garbage cans to go out and getting cranky about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have, if you, if you're not initiating and you know, that's an issue in your marriage, start initiating sex once in a while. It will wow your spouse. They will be bowled over at the fact that they don't have to be the one to put themselves out there for rejection to see if you're going to say yes or no. Because all of a sudden you're doing something. You know, it takes two to be married. And, you know, people say 50-50 and this kind of stuff. It's 100% folks. If you're married, you need to be 100% in and you need to be giving 100%. And if your spouse meets you at that 100% mark, then you've got two people giving 100% to this incredible, amazing relationship. And that also means you're taking responsibility and saying, you know what? I screwed up if you screwed up. Say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I disappointed you. I'm sorry I let you down. Mm -hmm. Own your actions. I get exhausted when I'm talking to people and I hear, well, you know, if he would just, and I'm using he because I mostly speak to women about this. So I'm I'm not slamming you guys. It's just who I talk to. I'm sure Tony's got the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, if he would just, if only I could get him to do this, if if only if he, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Why does he have to do everything first? Why does he have to do everything for you? Go ahead. Well, and I was just going to bring something up here. In in Joshua 1.9, I think this comes up very well, and it will help you guys as well as us when we come to that point where fear tends to stop us, mm-hmm. right? And you can go back a couple episodes flying high. Elise and I talk about overcoming some massive fears and big fears in our own lives. But in Joshua 1, 9, it says, I have not, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And when we're looking at ourselves and we're going, what's wrong with my marriage? And we can look back and we can say, I am, it is because we are not strong and courageous. It is because we allow worry and fright and fear and what might happen stop us. Been there. Been there. So I understand where you're at if you're going, I can't make that next step. Even though I may be the problem right now, I might have the disgruntled attitude. I might have the sour face. I might be the one who is, who is throwing these verbal daggers at my spouse. It's all because of fear. It's all because of worry. It really is. And it's because we're constantly looking what's coming up around the bend instead of going, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. What is happening in the moment now? And this is something that again, will sidetrack me in my marriage because I'm always, not always, but I'm looking ahead to what it could be instead of going, you know what? We got it pretty darn good right now. There's something powerful about going, we're strong. 
or courageous with where we're at right now. Well, and, and that comes from, I mean, you got to talk to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to, you know, when I say own it, when I say take responsibility, I mean, these are, these are state of the marriage conversations, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, they are. These, these are big state of the marriage conversations. And if you don't know how to do a state of the marriage, we make it very easy. I mean, we put together a whole product on communication. It's a way for you to dig deep. It's called He Zigs, She Zags, and it's available under the store tab. But we outline state of your marriage in there. And we know we hear from a lot of you. They're like, what's the state of the marriage thing? We talk about it there because you've got to set up these conversations. You can't blindside your spouse by saying, hey, you know, dinner. Um, I think tonight we're going to talk about sex and what's wrong with our sex life. Or, hey, our finances are out of whack and we're going to sit down right now and talk about it. Because you do that, those dis- defensive walls go up so fast on your spouse. Mm. Because when they hear that, they hear you're the problem. I'm not taking responsibility. The problem is all about you. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to hear that they're the whole problem. You know, in a marriage, I'm telling you, problems usually have two sides. <laughs> There's usually, you know, enabling and cooperation, whether or not you're conscious of what you've done. It's not 100% one person's fault. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, there, there are bad choices that we all make in marriage. Tony and I have made lots of them. We've shared many, many of them with you on this podcast. And the thing is, is that we've worked through them. You know, bad choices don't have to be the death of your marriage. It's when you make bad choices and you don't own them and you don't say, geez, I screwed that up. I need to get help for whatever my problem is. There is no weakness in acknowledging that you've made a mistake and you need to get help, that you need to rectify it. The weakness comes when you transfer the blame and the responsibility to someone else and you will not own your own actions. I have two children that we work on this constantly. I don't want them to blame other people for their mistakes. I don't care if it's a little mistake or if it's a big mistake. If you did it, I want you to take responsibility because what I'm trying to do right now at their ages is fast forward 20 years and know that if they're in a marriage, if they decide to get married, you know, having two parents that podcast on marriage all the time, who knows what they're going to do, but I want them to be able to look at their husband or wife and say, I screwed up. You know, I shouldn't have spent that money. I shouldn't have, you know, gone out with my friends that night when you wanted me, whatever it is. You know, I I want you all to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm working on my marriage. I know I've made mistakes in my marriage, but I am working on it. I am taking steps, whatever it is. Because you guys know when you look in the mirror and you think about your marriage, you know what pops into your head. You know what areas need attention. And I know this because we get the emails every week where you tell us what's going on in your marriage. Mm, oh, yeah. You know, we get many, many emails where you're owning your side. And, and as much as we are honored to have you own that with us, you need to own it with your spouse.
because we can, you know, we can give you advice. We can do, you know, I do a 20 minute phone consultation on relationships and things like that. But if you're not talking to the one that you're married to, our work only goes so far. You know, and we're not going to stop doing what we're doing, but it means that you guys need to do what you need to do in your marriages, in your relationships. Because it's all about action. Right. All about action. As I've, I've worked through the Create Your Life blueprint with women and, and talking to them, the very last step is to engage in action, to do something. I don't care how many podcasts you listen to. I don't care how many books you read. If you do not take action to change your marriage, it doesn't matter. It's going to stay the same. You can have all the knowledge. You can, you know, choose. I know one gal and she, you know, in regards to parenting, it was like the parenting book of the month. So she'd, you know, go and read one book and take that philosophy and like, use that on our kids that month. But the next month there was a different philosophy. And so, I mean, we're poor kids are like on this merry-go-round going, okay, well, which just like, is that discipline this month? Or is that, you know, is that okay? Am I doing something wrong? Because it was all these different philosophies. And instead of just sticking to one and going, I am going to work on me and my children, or I'm going to work on me and my marriage. You got to do something. Don't get paralyzed by the what ifs. Instead, you need to ask, what can I do to improve this situation? What can I do to improve my marriage? Yeah, and it really comes down to looking at one or two items. Mm -hmm. Too often in this day and age, we're, we're running around and we're like, oh, look at that, and that looks good, and that looks good, and that looks good. Pick one thing in your marriage in you right now that you can take responsibility for is it you're rejecting your spouse is that a big one that's happening in your marriage men and women both sides are doing it can you look in yourself and go you know the reason i'm having an issue in my marriage is because of me rejecting my spouse and if so it's just like elisa said have that state of our marriage conversation Talk to each other about this issue and what you're going to do so you don't reject each other. You know, it is tough. It gets scary over time. When you've been rejected time and time and time again, it is scary. You are living in fear of asking again because it hurts. And especially if you know your spouse is going to put some massive wall up. But at the same time, you got to be willing to go, okay, what role am I playing in it? Mm-hmm. What role am I, what, what role is, am I playing that is causing this to happen? And sometimes you're going to dive into stuff that you don't even, didn't even realize. But the big thing is, especially in our marriages, I've realized over the years is that there are a lot of factors going on. I mean, we talk about the six forms of intimacy and you think about each one, emotional, intellectual, recreational, spiritual, financial, and then your physical and sexual. Each one of those could have probably 10, 20 points under each mm-hmm. of them, you know, spiritual, for instance, am I praying for my spouse? You know, are we praying together? 
Am I reading the Bible? Am I, you know, listening to a devotional? Am I doing this? There's so many under each one. The thing is, is that if you don't start somewhere, you're not going to get anywhere, right? When I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, when I hiked from Mexico to Canada, you know, 2,650 miles, as scared as I was sitting at the border right here in San Diego, east of San Diego and out of a small town called Campo, just south of there, standing at the border, I was scared to death to take that first step. I was excited, but I was scared to death of the adventure I was going to partake on. But it was day after day, taking one step in front of the other for four and a half months that I finally reached my destination. And that was Canada. But I had to take that first step off. Same thing with our marriage. When Elisa and I were at a point where our marriage sucked, where it felt like we were never going to get any better because we were sat, we were just, we were hanging on to good because good was okay. It didn't rock the boat. You know, when we took that journey to do a 60 days of sex challenge, was there a little fear in there? Sure thing. But I was looking at myself going, what can I learn through this so I can make my marriage great? Yes. I needed her participation. That helped a lot. It would have been very hard. It would have been very hard without her. Very true. But again, we took that together. And I know many of you, you're just sitting there going, my marriage is good. We'll just deal with it. I'll deal with where I'm at. I'll, you know, we'll just roll on. But, Is that what you want? Because if it is, then just just deal. Take it. But if not, then you need to look at yourself and go, what can I do today that will make a change in my marriage years to come? Mm -hmm. Because you may not see it tomorrow. And you may not see it next week. You may not see it the next month. You may not see it for a year. It may take three years. It may take five years for Elisa and I to come together and pray together was a four year journey from the time we did our 60 days of sex challenge. Four years. If we would have given up on any part of that, it would have never happened. We would not be changed. We would not get together and be spiritually intimate like we are now. So, realize this is a journey that you're on and that change that happens in you is going to change and continue to change as you grow day by day, year by year. The other side of this though, is I want to talk because we've, we've really set this up in the context of that. Hey, you're both doing this together. You're seeing this, you're making change. Your spouse sort of sees that change and then goes, I'm on board. Well, what happens if your spouse just goes, I'm not on board? And we hear that a lot. You know, I don't want to. That's great. I'm going to live my life the way I'm living. This is tough. Tough place to be. It's a toxic environment you are in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can be very 
burdensome. It can just weigh upon you. What I want to say is continue to pray for your spouse. Number one, mm-hmm. continue, continue it. Find out where the breakdown is happening in them. What is going on? Cause they don't want to look inside. Cause you know why? Cause they're fearful of what they're going to find. And if they let go of all that junk, they're worried about what you're going to find out about them. So if you're doing this for some time, three, four, six months, maybe, and you're not getting anything from your spouse, it's time to get that third person in there. Mm -hmm. You really do. And I understand many of us have egos and man, are they just big, but I'm going to tell you, if you have that type of an ego that you cannot just step aside a little bit and just go, what could change in me if I could just open up? You're missing out. You're missing out on the joys of life in your marriage and your spouse and your kids. And I'm not saying you have to go sit in, the, in a counseling office with your spouse starting out. It may be that you need to look at yourself and go, what's the problem with my marriage? I am. And so I need to get right. Mm-hmm. Find that counseling service. Well, it's like um, I was speaking with a woman a couple weeks ago, and she and her husband have been struggling um, for most of their marriage. You know, they've, they've had a challenging marriage, and, you know, we talked about counseling. Mm. And, you know, she threw it right back at me. She goes, I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll go because... And there was a whole list of excuses. I got to tell you, um, Tony and I have no room in our lives for excuses. So don't use them with us because my thing right back to her was then you need to go and get yourself healthy. If he's not willing to go and you recognize that you need more help, whether it's just dealing with the marriage or just dealing with your own issues, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've worked with this woman before, so I know that there's, there's a whole package of stuff just wrapped around her. And then a package wrapped around the marriage. And I said, you need to go find a counselor. You need to work on yourself and get yourself in a good place. And yes, he may come along. He may not come along for that ride. But that's his choice because you've got to do everything that you can. You've got to give it 100%. You know, just because you may only be getting 25 Mm. on the other side of the bed you still give 100%. And there may come a time when you have to make a decision about that. Yeah. There, there's lots. Um, we could unpack this and continue to unpack it when it comes to that. But, you know, Elisa mentioned briefly, you know, her, her free 20-minute consultations. So if you're looking to create your life, you know, you're looking to move forward Engage in action, which is the biggest one. If you're willing to engage in action, not put up those excuses. Because honestly, folks, we want to work with folks who want to change. Mm-hmm. Really. And I know many of you do. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't want to change. If you want to connect with Elisa, hit her directly at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. She'll then get you her time trade calendar and you guys can set up that, that time to chat for 20 minutes. 
Um, that also, you know, guys, if you're interested, I'm working on my end. This is mainly for the women at this point in time though. And you know, it's, it's that first step. It's like Tony talked about when he was hiking the PCT. I mean, I was there when he took his first step, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you see your child, those of you that have kids, when you see them take that first step. And I mean, he talks about it being scary for him. I, it was scary for me because I was leaving him. You know, and why, and dr- literally driving away, going. I-, I hope I see him at the end of this. You know, I hope he makes it. I, I hope this is everything that he ho- you know wants it to be. I hope this is the right thing for our marriage. You know, but I have to leave him because he has to start this. And I remember, oh my gosh, I remember we were talking about it the other day because he just had his start anniversary a couple weeks ago. Um, we celebrate two special PCD dates every month, every year. Um, and you know, but he had to do that step. Hmm. He had to leave the, what do they call it? The port, the, uh, what do they call what? the thing at the, at the marker at the, Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, there's a big it. marker at the beginning <laughs> at the end. Um, big giant PCT thing. It's probably like 10 feet tall, but he made the decision that he was going to step off. He made the decision that he was going to do this. And each one of you listening to this podcast this week knows that there is an area of your life, an area of your marriage that you could improve over the next, starting over the next seven days. Something small, something big, you know, when you look in the mirror, you know what it is. Those of you driving in your car, it's probably been nagging you the whole time you've been listening to our voices. Whatever that is, don't. Don't do what your natural tendency is. And that's to stop it, to ignore it, to say, that's not the answer. That's not what I need to work on. I'm not doing that. Get crazy and radical this week and take whatever that thing is that's been nagging you the whole time you've been listening to this podcast and start making a change based on where you want your marriage to go. Start making a change based on whatever that thought has been for the last 40 minutes and say, you know what, this week, this week I'm getting active on it. This week I am making a difference in my marriage. This week I start to make things different. I start to improve our marriage. You heard what I said this week, I start to improve our marriage. Mm-hmm. It will make a difference guys. It will. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. We want to hear how you're going to make it change. You can come back here, episode 170, and leave a comment. Leave a one-word deal. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing when you say, what's wrong with my marriage? I am. What's that first word that comes to your mind? What is it that you're going to do that's going to make a change in your marriage that starts today that will have a ripple effect for years to come, right? You guys, always, always an honor to sit here and talk with the beautiful Elisa, but more importantly, it's always an honor and it's humbling that we get the opportunity to impact your life and impact your marriage, be it your sex life, be it your emotional be it your financial, whatever it may be. 
we are just so thankful for you, for you sharing the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, for you going out there and talking to your spouse about it, for you going out there and making change because it's through you that we can touch other lives, right? It's through you that we can impact others. And that's what it's about. It's about impacting our world. So people will look at the institution of marriage and go, I want that because it is awesome because it is beautiful. And it's because I get to spend my life with somebody who's going to make me better, but we have to be better too. And we need to rise up and say, I am going to make a change. If you want to get in touch with us, 858-876-5663. If you want to hit us with an email, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.